The following program is an exclusive Disruption Network's production. Disruption Network and First Source Federal Credit Union have teamed up to help support the Central New York Veterans Outreach Center Sunday, April 28th from noon to 4 p.m. Located at the Veterans Outreach Center, 726 Washington Street in Utica. There will be food, live entertainment, raffles, live podcasting from the D, and an appearance by Audi from the Utica Commons. We are looking for donations of clothes, non-perishable food items, furniture, toiletries, hygiene products, or a minimal cash donation of $5 at the door day of event. All ages are welcome. For more information on donation, drop-off locations, and entertainment lineup, please check out DisruptionNetwork.net. Disrupting Hunger, Sunday, April 28th, brought to you by First Source Federal Credit Union. Tax season is here, and First Source wants to help you be prepared. Our friends at Furley, Moran, Freer, and Isa have given us some great tax tips to share. Read the blog at fsource.org for helpful answers to your tax questions and feel better prepared before you file. First Source members can also receive a discount on TurboTax software. Be ready for tax season with help from your friends. File smarter, live smarter with First Source. Membership requirements apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, baseball fans, are you counting down the days to opening day? Well, Disruption Network has you covered. The Baseline, the D's own baseball podcast, is back with season two and all new episodes all season long. Sunday nights. 7.30 p.m. on the D. Get your baseball fixed as JP and SPG run down the news and notes around Major League Baseball. Get fantasy tips, player rankings, team previews, interviews, and more. You can catch the baseline and all of Disruption Network's programming by checking out DisruptionNetwork.net, Apple Podcast, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, and Stitcher. Keep it inside the baseline all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption Network. (laughs) So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything, including your back. Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become 
not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. The wisecracks are going to be flowing today. I can feel it. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, folks. I need a volume, man. <laughs> we are so deaf. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been around the music scene as long as the three of us have been around. You become deaf, you lose your hearing, and now we have to have everything cranked in our headphones right now. What's up, everybody? It's EC Radio. How are you? Greetings and salutations. You can follow along on all Disruption Network social media platform, and then it's rolled up into a nice little ball of podcast love that lives at disruptionnetwork.net. I want to give some love and respect out to my sponsors, Utica Coffee. Thank you so much. Utica Coffee for always filling my cup up with some deliciousness. Today I'm drinking the peanut butter cup coffee. It's tasty, man. Don't look at me like that. Don't judge me. Me too. I, 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 can, I can see the judgment right now in your eyes, Maurice. Uh, just, I can see it. Just black. It's, it, it, on, man. it's black. It's definitely black. It's good. It's, it, it's absolutely delicious. Wake the hell up, Utica. Wake the hell up.com. Also, much love out to Saranac. EJA Moving. First Source Federal Credit Union and our friends over at Nye Volkswagen in Rome. Yeah, gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Yeah, Colt 45. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm that, sorry. That was left over from yesterday, <laughs> actually. <laughs> A lot of debauchery happens in the studio. I guess. Maurice, Sean Sullivan hanging out with us. Fondue is the name of the band they got going these days. But you might remember them, such bands as the Electric Chick Magnets and Dracula Jones and Professional Victims. And, uh, man, there were so many bands you guys have been a part of. Uh, Paper Ship was another one, right? Never heard of any of them. No. no. <laughs> Dustin Dwyer Band, Methodist Spells, Greg Yeti in the Best Lights. Oh, my God. Yeah, it goes on and on. Well, it doesn't <laughs> stop, yeah. What a scene, though, right, back in the day? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Do, do you remember any no. of it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, the stuff I do, I wish I didn't, and then, you know, that's just how it works, I guess. Mm-hmm. What did they say? If you remember it, you really weren't there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? It's all a blur. All of it, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming down, driving all the way down. Maurice absolutely. posted on my Instagram the other day. He goes, I'm not coming unless there's cannolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you is, deliver. Every time I see the show, there's a cannoli involved. And I'm just like, well, if I'm driving there, you know, I'm hoping that he's going to take care of us. You know, set us up. Is that a, and you did. You totally did. Is that a racial slur against <laughs> Italians right now? to give it right to him after the show. <laughs> Are you profiling me right now? <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> yeah. it, it's true, though. We do have a lot of freaking cannolis. That, in fact, just the other day, I was just telling you guys the story. My friend Nicole Koza just dropped off cannolis the other day. People just drop food off a lot. So I'm blessed, you know. And to live in Utica, too. And you know, man, you grew up in this area, I man. Did. I did. I went food. to Notre Dame, man. So, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, this just changed the whole diagram of this of the show right now. You're you're one of those. Yeah, you're a Catholic schoolboy. I sure am. This all makes total sense now. Yeah, Notre Dame was different back then, though, man. I swear to God, it was like it, we were like all the people that got thrown out of public school. Like that's where that's where we had to go, you know. So that was it. It was either that or you just didn't go to school. So. We had a lot of troublemakers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're... Did you graduate? Yeah. From Notre Dame? Yeah. Wow. Did you graduate? Did like you graduate? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he'd left and, and joined the Syracuse music scene at the tender age of 16. Well, yeah. He, he left Deansboro with a guitar strapped right. to his back. And oh, just you know Deansboro. That's right. <laughs> I feel like you're Deansboro's forgotten son. Oh, I totally am. <laughs> they, Yeah, it's, it's messed up. Deansboro, like... They had a real hard time with me, you know, with long hair and stuff like that. It was, I, I was definitely the only guy with earrings, long hair, skinny, and just didn't care, you mm. know. I didn't want, to, I didn't want to know nothing about farming or anything like that. Just like, give me a guitar, you know. I'm gonna party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna party, and you did. I did a little bit. You did. When did you two meet up? Ninety-three. Yeah. Ninety-three. He yeah. was. I was. His, he was. He came down from Messina. We went to OCC together, and uh, he was my first roommate, or I was his first roommate in Syracuse. We had bunk beds. Yeah, we had bunk beds. I was on top. <laughs> oh yeah, you were up top. I was on top. Yeah, it was that made for that was a couple of instances there that were uh, a little shaky. That was a that bunk bed, that exact bunk bed. I saw later, like was recalled and like. You know, because people had collapsed on people, you know, what? and there was like, and sometimes it was like me and somebody else on that bunk bed on the top. <laughs> <laughs> this guy could have died. <laughs> so it's it was a shaky situation. We had this little tiny apartment that we paid way too much for. In the tender year of 1993. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and did you guys start playing music right off the bat too, or? Mm, uh, no, I was I started the chick magnets like right around that same time, maybe like uh, six months, eight months later. But Sean didn't get into the chick magnets until a year and a half or so after that. So. Okay. But uh, what's the original chick chick magnet lineup? <clears throat> yeah. Well, the very original, like when we started playing out and stuff like that, was Dan Musclow who is uh, the guitar player for Flashing Astonishers right now and lead singer or whatever. Um, Ian Purdy was the drummer, and he owns a, a place, a, a bar down in in uh, North Carolina. And then there's uh, John Peluso from the Booty Foundation. Everybody knows him. He stole the idea. Um, my brother, Greg Marsh. And uh, see, who else? Me. That's it. Also, JT was the original singer? He was the original singer that we, we had somebody that we were playing with, like rehearsing with. Did he gig with you? JT? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We were, we, that's what made that, yeah. disco popular was, like, Stylene's was the electric chick magnets first. Mm -hmm. And then the Booty Foundation took over. Like, when we, when we started, it was, we had, like, you know, 800 people at Stylene's, which was, like, ridiculous. It was uh, unheard of. Mm -hmm. And then... 
we were doing it, and he was stealing money. He was stealing money, stealing money. Oh damn! Oh yeah, and um, kind of got found out. And then instead of like throwing him out, we we're like kind of like telling him, "Hey, you got to stop that." Meanwhile, he was putting together another band to just take over our nights. And he tried to steal the name and everything like that. But Michael Haggerty from um, Stylings said, "No, we're not going to let you do that to those guys. You're going to have to come up at least with another name. You're going to steal their night anyways." And then we moved over to Atlantis and other other stuff. And the the legend continues. Oh yeah, because yeah. Atlantis every Saturday night you couldn't touch that place for mm-hmm. about four years in a row, right? Yeah. It was actually if East LA before that. It was though. East LA before and that. We used to pack even. that place every like, weekend. Yeah, was, <laughs> but yeah, Atlantis was our. That was those were our, you know, high water mark. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that, I love that place. I had so much fun in that place. There so was anything in there right now. Yeah, it's a construction company parking lot, basically. Oh, it is. Yeah. All right. Which sucks because, yeah. but it was, yeah. I mean, I have, like I said, I still drive by it and just like get a little goosebumps, you know, thinking about stuff that happened there, you know. <laughs> Joe Finelli got his. We were talking about Joe Finelli earlier, you know. Joe Finelli got his nose busted right out front. There's still probably blood on the side of that building. That was my fault. <laughs> it was his fault. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, how do you just not tell this story? <laughs> Who would want to punch Joe Finelli in the exactly. first place, well, right? Except for I'll me, make it as, as short as I can. But Joe was driving that night. We had the night off, so we're like, well, let's go here because we, we know everybody. We'll get free drinks and. We got a lot of free drinks, and we got, you know. A couple two free money. Yeah, a couple two, two free money, exactly. And on the way out, somebody hit, Joe was driving me, and somebody hit, punched his van, and he had an old beat-up, you know, van. He's like, I oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Get out of the car. And it was like hip-hop night. You know, we were like the only two white guys there. And, um, yeah, it didn't work out too well for uh, either one of us, but... Um, I didn't. My nose wasn't broke, so I made it out pretty good. But, yeah. <laughs> that but that drunk is, Irish temper, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I see. I'm pulling out. I got this. I'm dating this girl from a, from Oswego. Super hot little girl. Anyways, she she's driving. So I like. I pull. We pull around the corner because we're all leaving at the same time. But I was parked in the front, and I pull around. I see Joe Finelli and him surrounded by all these guys, and I'm like, oh. So I jump out of the car, and I run into the center. And somebody just hits me and freaking boom. The bouncers that were there that were like trying to keep the peace grabbed me because I was tiny then. Grabbed me, pulled me over to the side. And uh, the girl comes up and I get back in the car, drive away. Somebody jumps on the back of her car, smashes out her back window with his fist. I'm like, oh it my was God. mayhem. It was bad. All because I just couldn't let it go. I'm like, <laughs> couldn't let it go. So somebody, I learned that night, like, even when you're right, sometimes it's best to just, uh, keep, keep on rolling. It, was like, <laughs> it wasn't like somebody slapped, like, somebody slapped the backside of the van. He has to get out and be like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the only thing that saved us really was the security. We knew all the security. Yeah. Was, so I this huge guy, he's like, get out of here. I was like, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I had a... Like six people around me. But meanwhile, Joe did the right thing, and he gets out of the truck, and he's like, you know, just trying to count, and he gets hit, and uh, yeah, blood. There was blood on the wall of Atlantis from his nose because he got hit hard. Oh, he was man. not happy. And who would hit him? You know, if you know Joe Finale, yeah, you yeah, love Joe Finale. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Since we're talking we all ended about up him. in the hospital that night, I just remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I had a broken hand. Did you really? Yeah. Everybody, yeah. except for you. I was just there. We'll, yeah, we'll just checking on these guys. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the guy you know who yeah who basically kind of started it walked out you know, unscathed. 
<laughs> I took some punches, but <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. You took your lickings. <laughs> yeah. Since we were bringing up Joe Finelli, you were talking about his T-shirts. Yeah. So I'm like on Instagram or whatever, and like I haven't talked to Joe. I, you know, Utica, Syracuse, sometimes seems like it's a million miles away. And I see the shirt on his Instagram, and it's not him wearing it, but it's like one of his workers or whatever, one of the guys that works for him, and it says quality sound since 1999. And all I could think of was, God damn it, when did he start doing sound for us? I'm pretty sure it was like 97. Because like... If not sooner. Yeah, it might have been sooner. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was just like, this is like... Because Joe Finelli was in the Chick Magnets in 98. And he was definitely doing sound then. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck was I paying for? No, seriously. <laughs> like, if, if you started doing quality sound in 1999, what the fuck was I getting? Because we were paying of good prices. Anyways, I gotta talk to him about that. Yeah, <laughs> let's call him. Well, that's that's, call, that's when he went legal. It's when he went legal, right? Yeah, I suppose. That's when he went corporate Joe Finale. Yeah, corporate Joe. <laughs> corporate Joe. Yeah. Well, uh, somebody get him on the phone. <laughs> maybe I would have rather have dealt with corporate Joe if I had the quality sound. No, but if you think, about it, I mean, as long as I can remember, the guy's been doing sound. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, yeah. He was always. I, I've known Joe for so long, and I don't. I couldn't even tell you how I met him or anything like that. But yeah, when I needed sound or Chick Magnus needed sound, any time back, well before 1999 is what my point is. You know, <laughs> it was always well call Joe. You know, see mm-hmm. what's up. And he's also the nicest guy in the world. So yeah, and he was your go-to tr- guy. Don't try to praise him now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> so what made you guys put fondue together? Because Des came back and you just felt like doing the disco thing again or, you know, the old vibrations came back. We didn't so much feel like doing the disco thing. Yeah, no. more. <laughs> no. We liked it. We had fun. Yeah, it was really just because he was coming back and he was asking about it. And then we were kind of like, oh, yeah, well, it's been a while. Let's let's try it. D- and uh, Dust off the shoes. Yeah, it's uh, it didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> not with us. That wasn't so much with the playing. Uh, yeah, the getting getting along, uh, bringing up the whole <laughs> the well, old dynamics. Part of it is is that like him and I were like looking at it like yeah, this will be a lot of fun. There was so Sean and I are gonna have a we're gonna do it. We're gonna have a great time. But he's moving back from Minnesota with four kids, a wife that was basically, you know, not working, two dogs, and, like, a beat-up car and stuff like that. And he was in it for the money, you know? And when you have two guys that are looking at, like, oh, you know, we're trying to bring the party back, Mm -hmm. and one guy is like, I need the paycheck, it's just not going to work. Yeah, when you're not all on the same page. (laughs) Right. That's tough. And then you guys know from being in bands for so long, you're in a relationship with everybody for... As many times. I mean, that's why you guys click so well, because you know each other so well. Well, we figured if we got rid of half the band, maybe this could work. (laughs) Because now I I sequence all the drums and the bass, and my father-in-law, who's an amazing keyboardist, Jimmy Cox, played uh, all the keys and the horns and stuff. So it was the two guitars and the vocals to... Yeah, we couldn't even get it to work with uh, half the band, so... (laughs) It's strange now, actually, we've kind of been doing a workaround where Ashley Cox, my wife, has been doing the vocals and we got we're getting back some of the other members and doing more of a full live band thing we got jay um, back on bass and we've been talking with a drummer about doing so we may go out and do the full band experience thing again and try that out oh cool so, yeah 
Good. If you play a show, you might want to make it to it because it could be the last one. You know? yeah. Yeah. We'll every show. show could be the last show. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Stacy wants to know where's Puddin'. Uh, Puddin's working. Uh, Puddin sits in once in a while. Yeah, he, he does up. sit in with us, and he, he's working at uh, Citronelle. He's the head chef at Citronelle downtown now. Who's Puddin'? Puddin's my brother. Oh, Greg. okay, Greg. <laughs> I gotcha. I didn't know that's his nickname, huh? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Antonio Puddin Love. First he cooks <laughs> and then he chills. So I hear um Miss Waterman over here has is the keeper of these pictures too. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. And you know she's going to take him to the grave with her, unfortunately. They're not yeah. flattering <laughs> pictures. All right? Because, like, I really didn't know anything about the whole fluffing thing or anything. You know, I was... Uh, ah. And was it cold that day? All right. So, hold on. Let's rewind and tell the story. <laughs> okay. Stacy, at this point, was working for David Rezik. Okay. And um, David's like, we need a press kit. We need a press kit. And he kept saying it and stuff. So he's like, look it, I'm going to hire a photographer. And you guys go take photos. And then we'll get this thing together. We're going to be able to get some great gigs from it, you know, corporate gigs. So we're like, yeah, all right, sounds awesome. So he sends us to Laura Brazak. Do you know Laura? Very well. Right, of course. (laughs) Very well. (laughs) So Laura's first thing that she does to us is like grabs us a couple bottles of wine, you know. Here, you guys need to loosen up and stuff like that. And somewhere along the line, I don't know if it was me or who, but I came up came up the idea. It's like, hey, David's going to get these pictures. I want the first ten of them to be us naked, you know? So that way he thinks that he paid for a photo shoot, and he gets the photos, and he's opening them up, and there there we are, just like. Whose idea was this? I think it was mine. I have no idea. I don't really remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was it's his what idea. Wine does, huh? <laughs> That's what wine does to him. Yeah. So... So we take these photos and everything like that, and we weren't planning it. So, I mean, like, obviously, I'm not – we got the 70s freaking pube bush and everything like that. Everything is <laughs> – everything is not looking – The orange shag carpet. <laughs> yeah. So, so everything is not really, like – it's not it's not flattering, you know. We were just doing it as a joke, you know. But uh, so a couple of days later, we go in to, to talk to David again, and he hasn't seen the photos yet. He doesn't, doesn't know anything about it. He's like, hey, how'd it go? Oh, what fucking awesome, Dave. I'm telling you, you're going to like these photos. <laughs> you know, this. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, well, that's great, Maurice. You know, I'm really looking forward to it. Anyways, he gets them. And Stacy said that, like, it was like the first photo is like, we can't use this. What the fuck is going on? We can't <laughs> use this. What the fuck did these guys do? You know, and he gets finally to like the 10th photo and they start actually like being cool pictures like that he could use. But, you know, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I go into Stacy's office about like ten years later, and she's got on the wall one of the photos, but like with like us blurred out, you know, it's like a big X over it and stuff like that. Big, but yeah. Well, she got the, <laughs> she she has X's. <laughs> They're X's. That's all they are. Okay. So I'm just like, oh God, you have those, huh? She's just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we used to, I used to torture Stacy though. Like back then, that was I was able to do that to her, and she would, you know, we'd call up all the time. They were always looking for their money from us. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we'll come down, we'll come down. She, this is like, she's like, you should come down now. Dave Rezik's daughter's here. I was like, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That was the bait, huh? <laughs> She's always baiting with the and that's tang. the only way he would probably go down there because I was usually the one going down there to make payments. 
I hated paying people. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. So, but there are these pictures still kicking around. Oh too, yeah, you know? no, and Stacy has them, mm-hmm. definitely. She says she's taking them to the grave with her. Oh, good for her. Because I asked her to drop them today. <laughs> I did. I was like, okay. I know you got these pictures, and she's like, No, I'm taking them uh, to the grave with me. So you got a great friend in Stacy Waterman. I love Stacy. Always. Absolutely, got me she's, too. She's always the best. <laughs> Hilarious. One day they'll get released. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're not too flattering. That's no, sure. they are not. They really aren't. It was a cold <laughs> winter day in Syracuse. It was, it was, yeah, that's not, it was just not good. I mean, I didn't know anything about grooming, anything. <laughs> we played a naked show before, too. Did you? But yeah. We played a few. Back before but... the interweb. Now, when you say <laughs> naked show, like fully on naked or well, underwear s- naked or... I. Just yeah, just no underwear. No, you can't. You can't do that. We used to have in the chick magnets when we first started. We would do naked parties, and it was like the guys were like required to wear a belt. That was it. You had to have a belt and shoes on. You know, but um, no, I, none, none of that stuff. And it was just like we'd always be like naked. He would have usually a boa. With uh, sometimes boa yeah, a boa, a shirt. You know, we got a guitar <laughs> to cover stuff and everything. You know. Yeah. Or um. Yeah, well, I mean, we get, we almost got the guy from uh, the Buckout Brewery in, uh, in Oswego arrested because of it. Because <laughs> the cops came, there was like a guy out front saying, it's pointing at me, going, I'm going to kill you, you disrespected my fiance. And I'm just, the cop's like looking at me, and I'm just like, he just threatened my life. Who cares if I was, you know, naked or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to defuse the situation. <laughs> You're a predator. It was pre-predator days, right? Oh, you know, but we were, you know, it was a different time then. Oh, it was. It was. We had a lot of fun back in the day. How many singers you guys go through? There was, then you you first told me JT, and then Dez was after that? JT, Dez, yep. Um, Borgia? Like Borgia? uh, Well, no, before Borgia was Joe Sweet. Okay, I thought Sweet was after Borgia. No, because Borgia took over for, Borgia took over for Sweet. Okay. They were, uh, there was a point there where they were both singing together. Okay. Yeah. Joe Sweet was my favorite. I know he's a big, you're obviously big friends and everybody. Uh, yeah, he's family. And, but right. the thing is, uh, that was in, I can barely remember. It's like my blackout years. But him too. This <laughs> is blackout years. If you remember. Oh, yeah. The, like the kid couldn't uh, get it together. We um, were like fucked up. Yeah. Like, we were always Fucked no, up. No. <laughs> but he had the cue cards, remember? No, the cue cards, but like I've said this you know, so many times. I learned so much from Joe because he was so smart. He'd go out there before the show and place beers strategically around the stage. And I was just like, that is brilliant. There's no way I should have to walk all the way over to that other side, to my side of the stage, when I'm over here to get a beer. I should just have one here for me, you know? And he would do that, and I was just like, I learned, oh, I love Joe so much. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I love that guy. The things you can learn from Joe. Now, you know what you can learn from Joe now is the CBD explosion that's going on. It's saving my life. It really is. It's actually, helping a lot. I have to get down there because my uh, stepfather asked me to pick some some of that up for him. I need to talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. And Joe does, man. Yeah, He's become, like, a master of it, and he sells a high-quality product. I have very, very bad arthritis in my right foot. And uh, no more. Really? Yeah, I take a big old drop, and every day I don't even feel it. Really? And then if I don't take it for a couple of days, I'll feel it. It'll come back on me, but it somehow it masks the pain. Definitely got to talk. Plant medicine, brother. <laughs> we believe in plant medicine. 
I love it. Yeah, and then Borgia was after Joe. Yeah, Mike Borgia was after Joe. I always loved Borgia's voice. He always had a great voice, right? It's funny. I'm playing a show with him in April, April 23rd. Are you? At uh, Funkin' Waffles in Syracuse. Now, is yeah. he playing with a band or acoustic? We're doing it. I, I believe most of it's acoustic, but I think there some of it. He has some guest people sitting in and stuff, too. So, yeah. Nice. You know, we didn't really talk for about almost 12 years. And over the last few months, we, we I played a show, um, Professional Victims, my one of my bands, played with him in New York City at Arlene's Grocery in January. So um, we just kind of reconnected. And he said he was coming up here to play and asked me to play with him. So anybody in the Syracuse area, April 23rd. That's awesome, man. That's, it's crazy. The power of social media, too, connecting, reconnecting with everybody, too. It I wasn't so much social media. No. Um, we, uh, yeah, I guess there was a, I don't know what it was, but maybe, maybe some forgiveness. Oh, I got you. <laughs> it wasn't like we lost touch with each other. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I haven't forgiven him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're still out with him. I'm still out. <laughs> <laughs> so was Borgia the end of the magnets, though? No, then we had D. Remember? We had Dolores, the, the female singer. I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. And that was the end. And that was the end. Yeah. That's when you hit the wall. If it's yeah, if you don't feel cool doing what you're doing, then you don't shouldn't be doing it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, and it was just like, oh, this is like such a job, and I feel like the, like I'm getting dressed up for this, and I'm not having fun anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah. When did it stop being fun? Right, probably about six months before I ended it. Like it, yeah. it was New Year's of 2000, where I was just like. I'm, we're calling it and everybody was like no we're making money we're doing this and we're doing that and I'm just like no I don't want to do it anymore and it's my band so we're done mm-hmm. and that was it that was it yeah what then, a great run though yeah yeah I mean and we did a couple of trips to Hawaii you know after <laughs> you know so that's pretty cool you know <laughs> but uh are you are you good with tea Love tea. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you mentioned why I think tea. Oh no, yeah, tea was tea was brought us out there twice. Uh-huh. Um, no, tea's uh, tea's like family to me. All right, great. All right, I, I love him. Absolutely. I actually just is he back or did he come? Because he comes back in the summertime. I know he was working with us at the fair. He's back right now. Um, he's back until for a few weeks, and then he's well. Actually, he was supposed to go out on the Stones tour. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen now that that's postponed. It's done. They, yeah. they pretty much canceled everything. I know. I was supposed to go to Philly for it. I have tickets for Philly. Yeah, bummer. Mick Jagger having heart surgery. Oh, is that yeah, what it was? Heart oh, surgery? Yeah, yeah. That's wow. what's happened. He's having heart surgery, so they pretty much called it. Ozzy, too. Ozzy is really sick right now, too, and they're postponing all his dates, too. But I thought last year was his last tour. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was at it. I was at it. Hopped the fence to get closer and stuff. It was nice. Was it good? Great show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great show. He was He was awesome. Yeah, he's still bringing it. Yeah, absolutely. That's Definitely. 70 years old. Serious, yeah. you know? <laughs> I saw him on Bark at the Moon tour. Oh, my God, that was so long ago, you know? Uh, Where did you see that, in Syracuse? That was at the War Memorial. And I think it was, uh, yeah, it might have been the Landmark. I don't know. It was in, it was in Syracuse, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that was crazy. And then somebody, uh, our friend Pete was like, Motley Crue opened up, and I'm just like, is that right? I don't even remember. I don't even remember <laughs> if Motley Crue opened up. I was, I was, I was so Ozzy then, though. You'd yeah. remember. I would. I, I think they might have, though. <laughs> Did you see the Motley Crue movie? Yeah. Yeah. Dirt. Yeah. yeah. What'd you guys think? I yeah. liked it. I mean. Yeah, it was okay. We both said like after that they had some of the stuff mixed up. You know, the timeline. The stuff. timeline was so screwed up. Yeah. yeah. 
a lot of screw up in the timeline, and yeah. a lot of those stories were over Hollywood, and yeah. some of them weren't even real. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like, but if they're if you're the producers on it, if you're Tommy, Vince, Nick, and those guys, like, why are you? Why are you over Hollywooding it? You know what I mean? Mm. Why are you telling these stories? They even admit in the movie yeah. this did not happen, yeah, but right. we decided to throw it in the movie anyways. Yeah. Why? Right. Stick to the movie. You, did you read the book? I didn't read the book. No. No, I did you, oh, the book. book is incredible. Yeah. It, it really is. It's just debauchery all the way through and all these crazy stories. How are you going to put 20 years of or 30 years of Motley Crue into a two-hour movie. You right. can't. Yeah. That needs well, to be like didn't. a miniseries. <laughs> yeah. Right. It right. needs to be a miniseries or, or something like that. But that Ozzy scene was incredible, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they do an Ozzy movie, that needs to be a miniseries. Because they could be like five, six different seasons, if you think about really? it. The Black Sabbath years and then the Randy Rhodes years. And, Oof. you know, imagine if they did one on Ozzy. And that guy who did Ozzy in the Motley Crue movie needs to be. Yeah, he was yeah, good. He was yeah. incredible. He was good. That uh, was really good yeah that, i don't know i mean it was cool that they got some of those stories documented with motley Crue, but they should have done that way different i agree they should have done it way different like maybe get the breaking bad producers or martin scorsese to produce it or something like that you know really make it give it more realism instead of the i don't know why why are you telling well, the these thing, stories they're always yeah they're always, it was all i mean Nikki you know what it's going to be when they're yeah. never like really. How accurate. did they sign off to that though? <laughs> Nikki Six wrote the book, right? I mean, he's. They kind of all did. Oh, really? Yeah, they each kind of have like their own memoirs to it. Nikki Six wrote the heroin diaries. Okay. But they all kind of have like their own piece of the dirt. I see. Yeah. Because I, I really thought that like it was very unflattering for like Tommy Lee and Vince. You know, uh, just, like, Vince, it, it must have been so hard for Vince Neil to watch that movie. Yeah. It must have been super. He probably hasn't watched it. Yeah. No, just to relive the, the shit that he's gone yeah. through. He's gone through a lot of shit. The I killed Razzle stuff. And yeah. Guys, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and then the daughter stuff. Oh, that's right, yeah. And yeah. that whole timeline was screwed up, too. Like, that whole timeline of Vince Neil's... No what? mention of the Vince Neil solo project at all. Yeah, or, or <laughs> Pamela Anderson. No, there was oh, yeah. no, no Pamela... I mean, yeah. you could, there's a whole movie right there just <laughs> really? on her. Serious. Just those years. And, yeah, just, I don't know, they kind of screwed it up. I thought they could have done much better with that. But, you know, it was cool that the movie got documented and it's out there. And now you're starting to see all these bands going to start doing it because I hear, like, the Sex Pistols is going to be next. Okay. Or, uh, of course, the Queen one's out, and there's just going to be all these movies coming out from all these bands. They had it's like superhero they, movies now. Yeah, they had going to be over flooded. Right. <laughs> I like the Dewey Cox story. It's still my favorite. <laughs> you ever watch that one? No. <laughs> Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. No, no, you got to watch that one. The Dewey Cox story? <laughs> yeah, I will. It's, uh, it's kind of... Oh, my God, from Step Brothers. Uh, not Will Ferrell, but... Uh, yeah, the John other C. Riley. John, John C. Riley. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's kind of like based on the um, Walk the Line or whatever with... Um, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a spoof on that movie, but it's one of my favorite. <laughs> uh, it is good. What movie would you like to be seen? Would you like to see made from like a band? A band? Yeah. I mean, having David Lee Roth there, I mean, Van Halen, definitely. Because Van Halen was... They were the shit for so long, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, and, like, went through... There's not too many bands that have a different singer and still freaking... Put, uh, even though I hated it, you know? But, like, still had success with another singer and the, just the infighting and all that stuff and Michael Anthony not even being... I, I mean, honestly, Van Halen movie would be epic. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but they'll, they'll fuck it up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they will. What about you, Frampton? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think I'm good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no movies for you. <laughs> no more band movies. 
Yeah. Yeah, Van Halen would be pretty cool. Yeah, I want to see the cool. Queen one redone with um, who was gonna play? The comedian was gonna play was gonna play him originally. They did Borat. Oh, um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, he was gonna originally gonna do the Queen movie, and he wanted to make it a darker like, but it definitely wouldn't have had the commercial success that the one that they actually made. But I would rather have seen that one, the darker um, version of Queen with Sasha Baron Cohen playing it, but. Yeah. This is not going to happen. The Queen one timeline was all <laughs> fucked up, too. It was all over the place as well. Yeah. They just always make it look so easy in all those, you know, oh, they just get together and they make a song and then oh, take over the world. This yeah, <laughs> right. It's not really like that. <laughs> it's so predictable, right? <laughs> you know what's going to happen. I'd like to see him do like a Chris Cornell movie or something like that. I'd like to see what kind oh. of struggles he, he went through. and Mother Love Bone. Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to capture on some of that stuff, like the pre-grunge days or whatever. Just the whole Seattle thing it would be awesome. I mean, I'm like Mother Love Bone's on my... Was my favorite band for a long time, mm-hmm. but yeah, that whole, yeah, that would be amazing, definitely. The whole Seattle grunge thing, just like start it like before it started and like just go through it, and that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be good. But like Jeff Amon or one of those guys need to produce that, or you know, so right. they actually have their hands on it, or or even Cameron Crow would be yeah, would be the guy to produce that. Absolutely, because he's that's part of the scene. Yeah, know? he yeah. was the. The scene, well, he actually blew up that scene for yeah. sure with all his movies and yep. what was uh singles, singles, yeah. definitely yeah, singles, and then there was another. Was it uh, was it a uh, reality bites? Was that Cameron Crowe? I don't know if that was Cameron Crowe or not, but yeah, uh, but it was kind of like the same principle right. almost in the way. The best Pearl Jam song is still on on that single soundtrack. Uh, breathe, breathe, breath, and then, yeah. State of Love and Trust too. Uh, yeah, I know. That, I always like. Man, those were the times, though. You know, that's when we were running rampant back in the day. Like, there was nothing like the 90s. I feel like our generation is the last of the great generations. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm no, sure you, everybody's, you, everybody's generations feel yeah, feels yeah, like that. Yeah, true. <laughs> you don't know what it's like, kid. <laughs> Do you find yourself being like that old man, get off my lawn, kid? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> you hang up with like somebody that's twenty three, mm-hmm. and they they tell you like how like oh you know we partied really hard over here and then we did this and that. I'm just like, yeah okay that's cool that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I don't really want to say too much, but it's just like yeah yeah you know I uh, I kind of did that too. <laughs> I already did that. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a few times with more people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it was. It was such a good time. There was like a lot of great venues, and there was a lot of great bands, and there was some good music, and just you know the scene here in Utica was vibrant in Syracuse, yeah. and we would go to Syracuse all the time, and you guys would come here all the time, and it was it was cool. It was like a, a very, it was just an awesome scene, man. It was a lot of fun to grow up then. In the early '90s, like before you were coming coming out to Syracuse or anything like that, Utica was the shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. Uh, Casbridge, and then we're going to Rome, and and then like Captain Sh- Trips, and all that other stuff. Shakers, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know? I mean, there were so many cool freaking shows, uh, it just like unbelievable shows that like, and uh, you know, like even in Sy- in Syracuse, there was really Utica was better at for a, for a long time there. Um, um, you know, Syracuse had the Lost Horizon. I always went to the Lost Horizon. There was always every Saturday or whatever it'd be at the Lost Horizon, unless there was stuff going on in Rome. Or, or around here, and but the bands were better here in Utica at that point in time, and 
there was definitely more places to play, you know. But, like, even before, like, those, the places you're talking about, in the late 80s, you know, you had, like, Milo's and stuff like that. I mean, I used to go see Luftwaffe there. Wow. And, uh. Coleman's. Yeah. yeah. Coleman's, oh, Coleman's. I loved one. Coleman's. Yeah, Coleman's was, you know, I saw Zebra at Coleman's, I remember one time, and it was, uh, the first time I'd seen, like, a national act in a club. And it was, it blew my mind. It was like, wow, this is just, uh. I mean, I, w- I was really young. You what know? about Jesus Age Christ? Yeah, Did you was, see those guys play? No, nobody saw those guys unless you were at That was bar. Maurice's first band, I think. <laughs> yeah. Still a great name. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is coming. Moses was playing bass. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Damn it. <laughs> Z's playing bass. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. In Jamaica, we just were in Jamaica back in January, and all the Jamaicans were calling me Moses. They were like, ah, ha, ha, look, it's Moses, man. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that was so weird. Like, I look like Moses. I kept tell, asking Tori, do I really look like Moses? She's like, I don't even know who Moses is. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, it's such a great scene back then, though. There was a lot of good bands. and, and But somewhere's maybe, I want to say, in the mid-'90s, when we started coming out to Syracuse a lot, like when Nine Ball really started to get popular and like stylings and stuff like that so we really started to come out a lot and it started to shift a little bit too oh absolutely you know and and then syracuse and now syracuse's music scene is it's pretty vibrant there's a lot of cool bands mm-hmm. uh, coming out of syracuse and there's uh you know funk and waffles and the westcott and there's 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 a cool little music scene going on in Cuse better than there is in utica utica we have a ton of great musicians and great bands but there's really nowhere for anybody to play it's funny because you know you mentioned the clubs in syracuse but <clears throat> in the past few years I've been playing in these like kind of like underground bands, you know, I was in Methodist Bells and stuff, and we would play some of these basement parties. And so around the Westcott Nation, around the rest, you know, near the Westcott Theater area there, there's four or five houses that are doing like basement parties. No, I'm too old for these things. I shouldn't Still be. right now? I shouldn't be, yeah. They're doing? I'm sh- I shouldn't Oh, be he still does them. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I still go. That's where he meets the 23-year-olds? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Just disrupted his train of thought. I did. I'm sorry. That's why it is the disruption network. <laughs> disruption network. Damn it. Um, I should have prepared for that. Um, no, but seriously, like there's, they would bring, they bring in, um, bands from Rochester all the time to play these basements. Are they like punk scene or is it hardcore or it's a little bit of everything? A little bit of everything, man. I've seen horns. I've seen everything down there. Um, uh, a, a band out of Rochester that gets a lot of a lot of people know is Awful Can Awful. I saw them the first time in a freaking basement next playing next to a washer and dryer on Fellows Ave in Syracuse. Is that the last place you saw them? No, they were just <laughs> played. Uh, they played uh, uh, Otro uh, about two months after that. Otro single. I've never heard of them, but I love the name. What's Awful the name again? Awful Can Awful. Awful Can Awful. They're great. And now sound they're playing, great. They're playing at Westcott. I think this month. Okay, so right, I'm in. Yeah, no, serious. They're cool. What kind of band are they? Uh, they're awful. No, they're <laughs> they're like a they're like a a rock band, man. They're just a rock band. They're good. They're real good. And check that awful can awful. Right. Yep. It's an interesting name. Yeah. See, people are going back to the house parties though. It's weird though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like seriously, like there was there's like five houses, um, and one of them has like their own little uh, label, which is Spit Fam tapes and stuff like that, or, or whatever it's called. And they have these parties, and like if you find out about them, or that guy you don't like, that Sean guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just announce it to everyone. That I, don't like him. I think he knows. What's Sean's last name? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> We're actually doing a show at Morris's mom's house next month. She <laughs> you told her, right? Yeah. So, no, but it's it's pretty neat, though. There's a lot of bands that aren't even playing at these clubs, like you were saying, you know, that are really, really good. And it, it's it's awesome to see. Yeah. Talented. A lot of talent going on in the 315. It's always been that way. It has. Because the weather sucks and you're stuck inside playing your instrument. It's like Seattle. Like, see, exactly. <laughs> Just like it. It's you're, you're stuck. So that's how you guys got good. But also can work against you because, yeah, people don't want to leave their houses. <laughs> yeah, true. True. But you're you've, stuck seen inside. It, you've seen it come back, though, a little bit, right? Or no? Uh, nah, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I guess that's a no. That's I, a no? I don't know. It, it seemed like it was... Uh, like five, six years ago, it was starting to build back up. In the last couple of years, I don't know. Seems... Come back to what, though? I mean, like, when we were playing in the 90s, we were we, we could do 800 people. Right, I know. And now you're talking about people are, like, super happy if they have one night a month. And that was, like, weekly. People are happy if they have one night a month where they have, like, 150 people. Yeah. So, no, come back? No, not really. I mean, even Dracula Jones, back in the day, like, as an original band, could do two nights a month at the Lost, and they were playing every freaking night, you know, in between, uh, making a living at it. Uh, there's no bands doing that right now. Yeah, you're right. The cover bands are doing that. Barely. Yeah, but they're not making a living off it. I know one cover band that's making a full living off to what they're doing, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's Showtime. Yeah, sure. And other than that, I can't really think of any other cover bands out there really making a living off it. But it All used right, to be that we're making progress then. <laughs> 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 but they used to be not the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't have to work for years. All they did was <laughs> just wake up and just like try to freaking keep down a V eight and a Gatorade and try to get in the van and get to the next show. You keep know? up with twenty three year olds. <laughs> yes. But back then it was easy. <laughs> I was the one that needed people needed to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. Like let's just can we also remember Maurice once played a show, an entire show in his in a towel. Well, I freaking it was that because that's we're not going to get involved in the details of why he did oh, this. Oh, no, I would love to. But I'm surprised you brought this up, Sean. That's a freaking amazing. You gotta go into the details. How could you? Say he just wanted not? to play in a towel. That's okay, not, that's not it. This is not exactly the what man happened. wanted to play guitar in a towel, <laughs> and the venue let him. No, so everybody let me. You want to know why? <laughs> no one was going to stop you. I was freaking nuts. So I had this girlfriend. I was kind of in love. This girl, that she was, she was awesome. She's married to a famous movie producer out in L.A. now. But um, so one of my best friends, Sean Sullivan, decided that he would try to sleep with her. He slept with her. And it fucked me up. It fucked me up really bad. Um, <laughs> so it was, all, it was probably all all right until he tried to sleep with her in the same house as me. And that was, that was when things went really sour fast. But she had bought me a lot of my clothes. Like uh, She was like shopping for me and everything like that. So... Um, couldn't wear anything anymore so for about two weeks well actually it wasn't two weeks it was like more like it was about like seven or eight days so it was about a week a little bit more all I wore was this, was this purple towel that I had everywhere to the store to freaking and I drank a lot I was drinking heavily I should have been hospitalized there's no freaking question so I mean like I mean the guys from East LA one time I was like standing in the middle of Westcott Street screaming at somebody in a in a car in my towel in the middle of the night. Is it the same night? No, this is a different this is night. This pre-towely. Uh, this, okay. And he, the, the bouncers come out and freaking grab me, move me over to the side of the road and be like, hey, you got to fucking chill out, man. <laughs> I'm just like, just leave me alone, man. I'm fine. 
So, but we had a gig at Stylene, so I just, yeah, I just wore what I was wearing, man. I wore my fucking towel. Right, no. <laughs> took, it to, took it to a dark place. But yeah, you played a t- an entire show in his towel. So how do you keep this towel up? Just with the regular old towel knot? Or just did you have like safety man. pins? Oh, or? no, just a knot, man. Yeah. I, just, I still got that towel. I keep it. No, like, none of your asshole friends tried to take this towel off of you the whole time? I, was, I wasn't about to touch was that towel. I was deadly, man. I fucking, <laughs> he woke up one night one with me. or like, I had a fucking, I was like, I woke him up where I was sitting on top of him. Like, you need to fucking leave. Where I'm gonna take that pencil that I can see right there. I'm gonna jam it in your eye. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and we're still friends. I, Thirty <laughs> years. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, you don't hold grudges or anything, and you can. You guys have always been boys, so it's kind of good that you can. Uh, families fight. That's what I tell people too. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's they yeah. fight. They, they fight. often sometimes, stick pencils in your eyes, but <laughs> sometimes they get burned alive. <laughs> <laughs> we got a question out there. Dave Bandage is checking in. Our resident fact checker. He wants to know: Do you think access to the internet and the ability to watch live shows via streaming watch replays download shows and all the other outlets has prevented the return of large crowds for live shows absolutely there's no question there's so much to do right now even if it's not, even if you're not even uh, talking about music i mean there was back in the day there was i mean half the people that came to our shows probably couldn't afford cable you know they were spending their their 10 bucks get into the show and we would have you know that first keg of beer was always free at a chick magnet show so it was like we you know promotions like that you know it's like so we'd have people there super early to freaking drink you know and then uh, but like they didn't have cable you have four stations to watch on tv there's no computer yeah, let's, we got to go out. We got to meet girls somehow, you know. And that's really the bottom line of everything, is getting people to hook up. You know, you bring out the girls, the guys come. Yeah. You bring out the guys, the girls come. That's the way it works. Stacy's chiming and she's saying that in the DWI laws. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, true. And that, I mean, back in the day, they're really. I mean, there was, but it wasn't as strong as they are today. Oh, God, Shit. No. I mean, what do you, what do you got to blow now? I guess we have to plan our own basements now. Right. <laughs> so we didn't even leave the house. <laughs> what's, what's DWI law? What do you, it's point oh eight. Point oh eight. Point oh eight. That's like two beers. Right. Really? Yep. Yeah. Especially well, if looks you're like shit. we're spending the night here. You can. It'd be fun. We're going out. <laughs> we're going out. I don't know where we're going, but. <laughs> No, but yeah, that has changed a lot too. And you know, hey, we can always rem- reminisce on the glory days. But you know, there'll be those days. See, nowadays you gotta have an event behind your party too. You gotta not just have music, but you gotta put a little extra sprinkles on top if you right. will. Yeah, Try to do something extra to to get the people to come in the doors. I mean, it's, uh, th- there. I shouldn't say that there's not. There's not. You know, there's there's people out there that are doing huge shows. They're, they're, they're DJs, you know. Right. And I'm sure that if you have a popular DJ, you can you can book a place. It's just it's not like it was. It's just different. Yeah. Come watch me play on my iPad, and five thousand people show right. up. Right. And make sure you do some <laughs> drugs. So yeah. Because because <laughs> you need to. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way. But the, those girls that come to those shows, and I'll tell you, man, they wear practically nothing. I know. I know. <laughs> I gotta start going. <laughs> well, make sure you're on drugs. <laughs> you, you here to pick up your daughter, Grandpa? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> talking about fondue earlier. You guys making your basketball videos 
back on Instagram and stuff like that. Some of the most comical things I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I think more people need to see that. <laughs> yeah, but we are at 189 followers right now, so <laughs> if anyone wants oh, to go watch that, and get, <laughs> yeah, it's probably going down right now. Yeah, they're <laughs> deleting it right now as we speak. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I think you guys need we to do, make more videos. Yeah, we, yeah, we more videos and less music. I think, <laughs> really. You got your guy. You got your other alter ego with a big mo. Yeah, big mo and the big mo stank. The yeah. big mo stank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I was I uh, I came up with that. I was a little bit drunk. I did a, a weekend's worth of videos. Instantly got called out by this fucking asshole over here. <laughs> I love that he named it Big Mistake. It's Big Mo Stank. Oh, oh, oh. the Big Mo stand for Big Moron. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I'm gonna start doing some videos just to shut him up. Yeah, you need spend to spend three months. I'm I'm following you for a reason. It's a music video every Sunday. You know. You say that you unfollow me, but you still fucking post on it every fucking week. Because I believe in you, champ. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I like this concept, though. You build up the Instagram, <laughs> right? You build up that whole persona on that page. It's a big buildup. It's a big buildup, right? And then you release a show or an album or something exactly. like that on top of it. I like Exa- it. Thank you. It's an interesting concept. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do like a little like the like the Nipsey Hustle guy that just passed away. You Get know? shot? No, he freaking <laughs> he sold. It's cassettes for a hundred dollars a piece, you know. Yeah, you don't haven't Jay-Z made anything bought, to sell yet, though. But I'm working on it. He didn't just sell the hundred dollars cassette without having any background. Somebody has to have some background to buy the hundred dollar cassette. Okay. Jeez. Does I'm Mo bl- have any material it. written? Oh God, no. Oh no, <laughs> no nothing not yet. yet. Well, oh, I don't know. I got some. I'm kind of. I got some stuff in the, some fires in the or some irons in the fire. You know, that's a that's about it. That's all I can really say. See. Okay. <laughs> Why do I feel like it, like Big Mo is almost like a Bone Slaw? Do you remember Bone Slaw? <laughs> bone Slaw was my fucking favorite band for like a couple of years. Right. Why do I, I? Why do I feel like it's going to be somewhere's on that type of vein? I love Bone. He's not going to be that good. No. <laughs> no. I wish if it was that good, I'd be famous. Matt Kudroidis and those guys—they dropped. You really the ball did love Bone Slaw. I remember that I was great. Fucking love Bone Slaw. Yeah, I do I've too. I still been interested, uh, like, because uh, you can get the videos off of YouTube, or not, the, or you can get the songs off of YouTube. I still was putting like. Um, Scott Sterling from the Dinosaur and stuff like that. I just, in the past two years, got him into Bone Slaw. You know? It's, it's like, yeah, they were great. They oh my were God. good. He won't do it again, though. He's done. He said he can't sing like that anymore. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, I've talked to him about it before. Yeah. That was interesting. The songs were so good. Yeah, and hilarious. And hilarious, <laughs> right, yeah. He's a good oh songwriter, for sure. Oh, yeah. Matt's a great musician. Another super talented guy. Hell, we, yeah. We could do a whole... Another podcast and all the talent in the area for years and years and years, and maybe we should next time you guys come down. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I know some like we were talking about SIV. Um, oh yeah, when you first came in, you, that was the first thing that came out of your mouth I when love SIV. before we even turned on the cameras and shit. Now, what were you saying about SIV? Okay, so there was a show at Coleman's. I think it might have turned over. Coleman's went from Coleman's to Alabama Slammers, mm-hmm. a place in Rome, <coughs> and. uh SIV, self-induced vomiting, whatever, they did a show, and it was the guitar player's last show. And they were, like, throwing him out or whatever, and he was an excellent guitar player. But Scott Sanders was the guy that was taking over for him. And Scott sat in the front row, basically, and Scott Scott was a friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in 30 years, but he's a phenomenal guitar player, amazing guitar player. Um, 
So he was taking over. So he watched to see what this guy was doing the whole show. Anyways, the show ended, and the guitar never stopped. He was wireless for s- somehow at that point. Like, and this is like one of the first wireless rigs ever. And just kept playing. He went up into the upstairs of Coleman's and everything like that. Into the, and the fucking, so like the, the crowd's clearing out and everything. Like, but he's just jamming, man. He was <laughs> just going off for like another half hour. And it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, he was so good. That sounds kind of annoying, actually. It was, <laughs> it was so. Well, yeah, you know, if you're not buzzed up and it's not two o'clock in the morning and you're trying, you know, they're trying to throw you out and you're still hearing the guitar, it was freaking awesome. They never shut down the sound system. It was fucking amazing. He's still getting his licks in before yeah. he leaves, right? So I'm friends with Scott, like I said, and then the next, the next, the next show was Scott's first show, and I think that was at the Casbridge in Ilian or whatever that was, um, Frankfurt. I don't know, but. uh and Scott kicked ass. Scott was, you know, Scott was, you know, just an amazing guitar player also. So it was, they didn't lose a step. I love those guys. Those guys were, like, uh, my favorite, one of my, probably at that point in time, my favorite band to go see. They were Chili Peppers before the Chili Peppers for me, actually. Yeah, seriously, me too. Yeah. Me too. In fact, uh, I saw SIV before I even heard of the Chili Peppers. Right, same here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were great. High energy. A lot of fun. Yeah. Good stuff, man. There's so many great bands. And we brought up Dracula Jones, too. I, mean, I always used to say that if Drac Jones never broke up, they probably would have ruled the world. Back in the day. I'm talking in the heyday. Yeah. yeah. Like, Don't you think? Maurice got me into those guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, early on. They were the they were the shit. They were they were grunge before grunge. They were. I mean, and, and, and that's the saddest thing that you could ever say, because if they lived in Seattle, they would have been Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. For real. And you listen to those songs today, they still hold up. Absolutely. They still hold up. All those Jack Jones songs still are they're timeless. Just Jeff, Jeff Jones, Jones yeah, he's yeah. still making albums and he still writes amazing songs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's no I cannot believe that that fountain hasn't been tapped by like major market stuff. Like a country because he has great country songs. And he's, you know, he has, people know about him, you know. Oh, yeah. There's songs out there that, like, some of these, these up-and-coming country guys, you know, you want to make a, you want a good song, you want a hit song, I can could, I could sell you one because it's right here, you know. This guy wrote it. And he has that. He's a, there's tons of them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, that's a, that's just, that's a travesty that that band didn't do more. It's cool to see they're doing their thing, though. No, you know they still got it. It's, yeah, you know when when you got it in your soul, it never leaves you. And you know you gotta right get out the demons, right, Frampton? <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know all about getting the demons out. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> He's got demons. <laughs> oh, we went through some of them already. Demons. See, I cleared my shit up with a towel. See, it, <laughs> it's all clean. I, I want you to. That look was at a bad th- idea to bring that up. You <laughs> <laughs> did it. I didn't know he was gonna take it there. He's, yeah, he, he's keeping it real here for you, Z. He went he's there. Not, oh, he's not. No Hollywood version of this. <laughs> I, w- I want you guys to look at this as This is penance. not the dirt version. <laughs> penance, this is your penance right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I could be your priest, and you can just tell me all your <laughs> deepest, darkest secrets, and, and, then, and then we'll move on along our day, and you'll feel better. Forgive the, me, Z, I have said. Yeah, the weight will be <laughs> lifted off your shoulder. Don't pull out a bottle of wine. He might get naked. <laughs> <laughs> wine does the same shit to me, too, Maurice. Yeah. It does. I turn into a raging hormone. That's what I'm talking about. It goes about. right to the head of my dick. I'm telling you. <laughs> Ever since I've been like hanging out like with this last last girl here, <laughs> I have been fucking going through so much goddamn wine. Like I've been going and like 
a hundred dollar box. Just like I just go to the to the wine uh, vino mania. I don't know if I should be giving out whatever but anyways um i go to vino mania in syracuse i'm like here give me a hundred bucks there's a hundred bucks i want a hundred bucks and he just walks around and goes you don't want whites right i'm like no just give me the red shit man that's all i want and that's <laughs> he just gives me a box and i walk out with it <laughs> and i've had to get a couple of different boxes now you know like you know you're talking about like what 12 bottles in a box i don't know it's the first time i've heard of this drinking problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> How long will a box last you? Well, it depends on how many times she comes over, really easy. <laughs> because, uh, you know, it could be it could last me a few weeks. It could last me, you know, yeah, I don't know, a week. Doesn't it spoil in a box, though? No, no, no. As long as you keep it cold? No, no, no. I'm talking about a case of wine, mm-hmm. a box of bottles. Oh, all right, a box of bottles. Okay, I'm thinking boxed wine. <laughs> no, no, God, no. <laughs> no, actually, I have good, I have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man. No. Any shows you guys hitting up this summer? Got anything on the on the calendar? We're doing a what? Oh, well, I just we just talked about it. I was supposed to go to see the Stones. Going to see, yeah, going to see. I don't. I, don't, I was supposed I don't to have see any the Stones plans of, as of yet. Nothing yet. In June, but that sucks. That, that's not going to happen. Um, no, I, I, we're going to definitely going to see Frampton. We'll see Kiss. You know, yeah, at the uh, amphitheaters. Don't really need to get tickets for those, you know, hopefully. The farewell tour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, another yeah. farewell tour. Yeah, right. Everybody's retiring. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think's replacing all these guys retiring, though? Uh, DJ Stinky Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mo in the Stank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> wait till you see this guy. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. But there's really no more arena rock bands anymore, though, if you think about it. Nah. Who would, like, Shinedown's an arena rock band. Yeah. And, and Foo, fight- Foo Fighters, of Foo course. Fighters, they're still right. out there. Yeah. Um... Who else? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Pearl Jam. One of my favorite Pearl shows I saw last year was Weezer. I love Weezer. Them, they rocked it. And they're still Did around. you see that show? No, I Did didn't you know? see it. Yeah. But they're around a lot, yeah. though, I feel like. Yeah. Right? But there's no up-and-coming bands right now. Uh, there's Greta Van Fleet. What do you guys think of Greta Van Fleet? We've had oh, this. Uh, oh, I don't like it. Mike Borgia. You were talking about Mike Borgia earlier? Yeah. So Mike Borgia thinks that Greta Van Fleet is better. This is why I don't talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that Greta Van Fleet is better than Led Zeppelin. I thought really? it was an April Fool's joke. Oh, you think? But I, I, it was two days before April Fool's. I was trying to give him <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. I was giving him a way out, but he didn't take it. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, I'm happy to see To say you. better than Led Zeppelin? Yeah, That's no, crazy. You they sound just like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> they started the trend, man. You can't say it. And the songs, when you listen to it, like, yeah, they ha- they can move like sound like them. Especially the guitar player. He's really got the Jimmy Page moves down and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all but do. But their songs... They don't have any good songs that I've heard. Like Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin actually has songs. You know what I mean? It's not just copying the sound. Yeah, it's they took their formula kind of, and and, but you know, in their and I'm I'm standing up for them right now. At least there's kids right now doing something. No, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. Like, hey, if they're gonna rip off somebody, might as well rip off Led Zeppelin. I I can't watch the lead singer without laughing my ass off because of the feathers. I just think he looks like (laughs) the biggest nerd in the world. But he's definitely (laughs) no Robert Plant. But you know what I mean? So, but I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I like they're playing rock and roll music. That's cool. I dig that. But when somebody says they're better than Led Zeppelin, I think that's. Insane. No, that's not. <laughs> and then the best part was Mike posted a video of a show. I didn't even watch it, but he probably posted a video of a bad show. Oh, okay, so they had one bad show. <laughs> well, what about all the freaking amazing music that they made? You, you I have forget about that. Yeah, man, October twelfth, nineteen seventy four. That was yeah, horrible. They were, yeah, they were. <laughs> 
fuck them. They, <laughs> they, were they didn't put out an album like that. <laughs> this is back when yeah, you played a show and it was probably forgotten. You know, it's like not not everyone there was filming it. You know, and now everyone's watching, not watching the show and filming the entire thing, and then they never watch it again. I, you know, I take a couple photos or a couple snippets maybe for Instagram. But to film an into, like a whole song or a whole like you're never gonna watch that. You're never gonna and watch that. It's sitting there in front of everybody in back of you. You're they're watching. Well, everybody's doing it though. I hate it. It's just uh, everybody's doing it. I hate it. it. I hate it. I, I do what Frampton does. I get a few, you yeah, know, like a, a minute couple, or two, yeah. and that's it. And then you're so done. You're here, right? Get I it. But I, to do the <laughs> gotta film this whole song. I hear you. No, <laughs> I went to a concert with my uh, ex girlfriend too. Another thing is, is like you know, I don't mind people singing along. But don't sing along to everything, and especially if you sing really loud, like Lisa. Oh my God! It was just like I you ever ride in the car with this guy? <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> it's not a concert. I didn't pay a whole bunch of money to see <laughs> see the band and listen to her sing in my ear. <laughs> you know, so Michael McDonald all the way here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious! You know, the one band you do have to check out is the Struts. Yes, no, they're awesome. They're incredible, man. What a high energy show that is. I feel like they're waving the flag of rock and roll right now. Yeah. And they're kind of doing it. And they're like we, kind of a mix between the Stones and Queen and right. like that whole European rock and roll. Ashley and I opened up for a band called Dorothy, who in at the Westcott um, a year or two ago. And they were, after that show, they were going on tour opening for the Struts. Oh, really? So, yeah, they're, they're a good band too, Dorothy. Dorothy? Check them out. Yeah, we, the Struts will be at Saranac in July. So if you guys are around, come on, check that show out. It's a high energy, great band, kick ass band. Yeah, I think Dave Grohl was well bragging he, about him, wasn't he? Yeah, because uh, they went on tour with him last yeah. last summer. In fact, there was a date in between their Toronto show and their MSG show that they had off, and they played at the Westcott in between on their way to MSG to open for the Foo Fighters. And we got a chance to check them out last July, and it was pretty freaking cool. Was that in Albany? No, no, that was in. At the Westcott. Oh, at the Westcott. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that they played in Albany, too. At, uh, the old Northern Lights yeah, there, whatever, uh, upstate yeah. concert hall. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Dave Rockauer, he does sound for him. Uh, he does sound there. He does. I think he might, might work. Uh, Dave Rockauer is the guitar player for Square Pegs. Okay. Um, he does a monitor board there, and he had video of him up. It was, the, yeah. Kick-ass band, man. Absolutely. Stacy's saying the fair is going to be fire this year. It is. There's some cool things happening at the fair this year. Fondue won't be. We got we, we got banned from the we, fair last for life. Year. Oh yeah, for life. What yeah. you guys do? Um, what stage were you playing at? The West End Grill. West End, yeah. Okay. And it was funny before we <laughs> went on. The guy was just kept complaining about. Was he talking about rock bands yeah. who played and they sucked and he still had to pay them and this and that? And we're like, oh, wait, well, we're doing disco. We're doing dance, just dance stuff. Like, gonna love us. And <laughs> I think we played about six or eight songs and then it started raining and it, well, it kept raining. It didn't stop raining. They canceled the fair. Like, they stopped the whole fair. Like, and then he was wanted to, at the end of the night. Well, can you guys come back on Sunday? You guys want to do? It? We're like, no, I think we'll take no, all of the money wanted, right now. Yeah, he wanted <laughs> us to come back Monday, and then when we loaded in, and you have to drive from like in a trailer, it was it was raining then. We loaded in in the rain and stuff like that, and the guy's like, "Oh well, I'll give you. How about I'll give you half now, and then you guys can come back and play again on Monday." I was like, "No, how about we did all the work? You know, we just didn't we couldn't finish the show because it got shut down." Like, by the uh, fair. By the fair. <laughs> well, how about you just give us all our money? You know, how about that? 
Let's, 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 let's work with that. <laughs> and the best part is the guy, after we kept telling him, all right, well, no, we're not doing that. And he started getting up. But he dropped some of the money on the ground, actually. In a puddle. And and Maurice like grabs it and hands. He's like, "You dropped this." And he's like, "Oh, thanks or whatever." Didn't realize he good. He was going back to the car to get more money. I freaking help him out. And he anyway, still shorted us. At he shorted us. Well, you're still fifty dollars short. He was just like, "Oh no, I'll work that out with the other guy." This is what I said I was going to pay. I was like, "Here's the email that says what you owe us." And he was just like, oh, "I don't care about that. That's not what I said." I was like, "Here's your signature right here." <laughs> I don't care about that. Blah blah blah. Anyways, so anyways, long story short. Frampton's yelling at him over my shoulder. I'm going to fuck you up, old man. <laughs> I never said that. No, I know I your said daughter. I know your daughter because I do know his daughter. I didn't, but when, when you so look You at, said I know your daughter. It's creepy. When you say it like that, listen, <laughs> that's hilarious. Because when you say it like that, it sounds like, yeah, I mean, ill will to your daughter. But no, no I actually know your daughter or friends with your daughter. Or like, come off like you're going to treat us like this? Like, throw, like Did not, not going like to pay your debts? It all depends I on never how said well I'm going to kill daughter, you, though. old man. For the record, I've never said that. Whatever, it was close to something like that. If, Anyways. It, if it makes a good story, okay. Anyway, so you said something. You were definitely. I said I know your daughter. I'm like, well, you're you gonna, were, you're, you're, you gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stiff us, and we, you know. Like, yeah. And so, anyway, so I give the guy back the money, which was like two hundred dollars. He had dropped in the puddle. He's like, oh, I don't have enough. I'm gonna go. I go, oh, no, you must have dropped that. There's two hundred dollars right there. Hand it to him. Gives me back the freaking money. It's Fifty dollars short. Anyways, he hated us. So we find out we the we try to get the fifty dollars from the booking agent, whoever booked it. Or it was one hundred and fifty dollars, I think. Right yeah, away. and then he goes, <laughs> he's just like, oh, that guy's, he's friends with uh, the <clears throat> his father-in-law is now or his son-in-law is the now the new fair director, so you're never gonna play here again. And I was like, so we'll, you're bad. We'll be in another band. There's no way. <laughs> They're check. No you one's checking for this. <laughs> We're gonna backdoor it somehow. I <laughs> guarantee that. But the best part is, I don't want to play the no, fucking the fair <laughs> unless I'm playing on oh, a come big on, stage. Come on, this is great. You know, the no, West End Grill. I, I don't think so. Playing it, playing it is is uh, going to see shows is awesome. Playing it is hard because you because of the load ins and stuff like that. If you're playing it, all the other like. The little bars that you got to get, it's probably a little difficult to get in right. through and stuff like that. I could see that happen. But right. we have great experience at the fair. Well, I'm lucky I get to work with the crew. Right. And yeah, no. I get some of the most monumental things have ever happened to me at the fair in my lifetime. And Good. And, you know, Book I us a gig. We want to play with you, your crew. You talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> she, she knows who we are. She said I bad, think that's the problem. She's saying bad booking <laughs> agents. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, now we did. She does a great job, and all of us come together at the oh, fair nice. and have a great time. But uh, it's uh, it's a great time, and some of the, like I said, man, I got to drive the Hanson brothers around, not the the hockey Hanson brothers last year, yeah. and watch them put on the foil and did a yeah. whole tape and hung out with them, and it was like my. Five-year-old self was like freaking out the whole time. Like, yeah, know? Eddie Shore, man, old yeah, hockey. yeah, Toe Blake. Those guys were the greats. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Fucking machine stole my quarter. Because <laughs> he looks at me and I open the door for him and I'm like, "Hey, man, it's nice to meet you." He goes, "You know who I am?" I'm like, "The fucking machine stole my quarter." <laughs> and he's like, "We're gonna get along just fine." I'm like, "I can recite your lines for you." Those guys are in there fucking and he's playing like, with I, toys. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Please don't do that." Yeah, yeah. No, he, they love that. They loved it. Oh, really? No, they love that. In fact, he told me great stories when I was in the car with him. Cause we drove from uh, right around the mall, that hotel from the mall to the fair, you know, and there was traffic and stuff. And he was telling me stories about Utica. So back in the day, if you remember Slapshot, that movie was pretty much based on that Federal League mm-hmm. that was the Clinton Comets Clint, and all yeah. the uh, Airy Blades and all the, the whatever the league it was called. I can't remember the name of CHL or whatever. 
And there was times where they would play in Utica. They played for the Johnstown Jets, and they would play here in Utica and get into fights with the audience, with the crowd. <laughs> and they'd crawl into the stands and beat up the fans and shit. And the cops would have to arrest them and put them in, in jail and stuff. So they were telling me the story, and, and you know, I kind of knew it happened. It's, right. They're like folklords around here. They really right. are, the Hanson brothers. But they're, they're called, um, uh, man, why is it? I can't remember their name right now, but it will come to me. But uh, those guys come back when the Utica Comets finally start their thing about five, six years ago, and they have this big fan fest, and so they invite the Hanson brothers in to come hang out and sign autographs and stuff. And sure enough, the guy that arrested them showed up to introduce himself, like, hey, I'm the guy that arrested you. See, the Utica Police Department thought it was smart to send in one cop that had a level head instead of sending in all the troops instead of having this whole brawl. So they sent in the most level-headed cop, and they're like, come on, guys, i got to take you in. And the police station's right across the street from the odds, so they pretty much handcuffed them and walked them over. Right. And uh, so the guy that arrested them came up. The Eastern Hockey League, thank you, Dave. Uh, the guy that arrested them came up and introduced himself, like, hey, and they took pictures with them. So he thought that was such a great story. They love Utica. And like That's I said, awesome. they're folklords around here. But <laughs> some, awesome. some great stuff, man, some great stuff. <laughs> Oh, you want me to tell them about my police escort? Um, I got to uh, drive Ludacris last year. was my cool claim to fame really? last year. He came in on that million-dollar airport, the millionaire airport, you know, by, uh, by the airport where they're Hancock, but then there's that brand-new mm -hmm. private airport. Oh, no. So I'm sitting there for like an hour. The guy's late as hell, and then all of a sudden state troopers show up and like, hey, we're your police escort. I'm like, cool. I got a police escort. I'm like, what's the protocol? He's like, just stay on our ass, boy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no problem. Ludacris finally gets in the car. He was late. Gets in the car. And we drive and we take off. We're doing 90. It took us like 10 minutes to get from the airport to the fair. I mean, that's, that's a hike if you, if you do the math and the distance on that. And it took us like 10 minutes. And as soon as the guy hit the lights, Ludacris is in the back on the phone and, he, and cars just start parting like the Red Sea. And Ludacris is like, damn, that motherfucker shitting his pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept on with his conversation. But, uh, that was some pretty epic stuff. And then the other thing that was really, I told this story yesterday, actually, is Smokey Robinson. He was on his way to Aretha Franklin's funeral. And uh, we picked him up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, my brother, I appreciate you. Everything you've done for me this weekend. And God bless your soul. And he gave me a hug. And I'm like, ah! Wow. <laughs> it's fucking Smokey Robinson, you know? And he gave me a hug. I'm like hugging Smokey. So oh, that's awesome. that was really cool. So and and I thank Stacy for all the these monumental moments in my life. So there's a lot of them. I gotta <laughs> I gotta thank Stacy for a, a bunch of monumental moments in my life too, definitely. Yeah? Oh yeah. Give me one. Give oh, me a good one. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I uh, there's I'd have to think about it for a minute, man. <laughs> I'd like to, like to have a really good one. Stacy was amazing. I'm sure she pulled you out of some trouble at one point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Most of that was me getting in trouble with Dave. I swear to God, me and Dave used to like we'd always uh, Dave Rezik and I we used to we used to battle. We'd like I'd call him up, he'd have us like playing at some show, and it'd be like. Um, you know, there's no dressing room or something like that. They'd have us changing in the back of a truck, and I'd be flipping out. I'd be like, Dave, we fucking give you a rider. Why the fuck can't you fucking have anybody follow the goddamn rider? You know? <laughs> we need a dressing room and uh, stuff like that. But, no, Stacy was always the calming head. She was always the one that would, like, I'd talk to her in the morning. Like, I'd call her in the morning to find out, like, where gigs were or whatever, anything like that. <laughs> what about, about sound? And she was always so freaking just like, Hey, Maurice, what's going on? 
It was like, uh, it's calmed me down before I talked to Dave. Well, I don't know, Stacy. You know, Dave and I freaking, what's up with him? But uh, she's saying the biggest laughs ever were with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I loved her so much. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we awesome. go there to those. We go to that office, and I, the only reason I wanted to go there was because I could hang out. I'd hang out with her. Um, I could break Dave's balls, and then they had at, when they were at the galleries, they had this freaking steak sub place there that you could get steak sandwiches. And that was that was my thing. That was, so I'd always make sure that I was there for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the timing is perfect, oh, yeah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> always get in that meal too. Especially when you're a starving artist at the time, right? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Are you writing any music right now? Um, I am writing a lot on my own right now. Um I haven't I haven't been in the Methodist Bells in about two years. I've been just like I have a million different riffs. I just record them on my phone and like um I can't write lyrics. When I write lyrics, I don't like anybody hearing them because they are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bad. Yeah. I am fucking awful. Um, so I can write riffs. I'm actually really good with writing like uh, other stuff, like uh, like for other 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 uh, music for other people's songs. Um, but I'm supposed to be starting to play again with Dustin Dwyer out here. Are you? Yeah. Me and Kurt, and uh, we're looking for a bass player. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at this comment she just made. <laughs> What's that? Chick magnets equal chick magnet money equals beer soaked coke dusted bills. Those were the days. I think absolutely was. I would have no problem having fucking. <laughs> I would really honestly would have no problem giving Dave Resnick a freaking bunch of 20s that were still rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> and to an agent, that's her fa- their favorite kind. You <laughs> yeah, know? here you go, buddy. <laughs> Remnants from last night's gig. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. So funny. Those were different times, though, back then. Do we? <laughs> Man, you think you guys can do a reunion? Chick Magnet reunion, one night only type of thing? No. no. I hate the drummer. I knew no. that was coming. I got you. <laughs> All right. I could. I could. Yeah, I could rise. Ab- I could rise. To the <laughs> you could rise above of that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, nobody wants to see you rise above it. I got gotcha. <laughs> no you. One got rem- no, one rem- no one remembers me anyway. It's always Maurice. Every time. You, <laughs> not Maurice, me, Maurice. No, no, that's not. Because no. he, he, cra- he was a crazy one in the towel. That's why. Yeah. You're not going to forget something like that. Pal, you got beefs all over the place, huh? I, I you know, this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You know, I spent a lot of my last freaking couple of decades. I haven't been, you know, drunk and whatever. So yeah, it happens. He's turning into Larry David too. It's the best way to describe it. I'm like Larry, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Let's go with it. Uh, what's kill the king? Oh, that was uh, we did a, a that was awesome actually. Um, Masters of Reality tribute. Um, one night only, Halloween night uh, at the Landmark Theater. It was us, Dracula Jones, professional victims, and a band, Dead Rose. Remember Dead Rose? Oh, yeah, I love those kids. Fuck They're yeah, great, they man. They awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even speaking of Dead Rose, though, like, um, did you ever hear Big Sp- or Dirty Speaker? Billy Martin and then the kid from Dead Rose uh, was in the band. They were so fucking good. But anyways, um, that w- they were a great band. Check them out if you, if you find a t- tape or something. So we did uh, a tape, whatever. <laughs> so <Like> scotch tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a, I got a double deck. Yeah, borrow your I'll, tape I'll deck. <laughs> <laughs> I got a double deck. I'll mix you down one, guys. Um, 
with Kill the King. Kill the King was yeah. our, our Masters of Reality tribute, which um, Masters of Reality was like super famous in, in Syracuse for doing ho- Halloween shows. So we uh, came up with this idea. Stacy was there. You, uh, I think it was Crack's wedding. You know John Scahill? Yeah. Right. So His dad was my principal. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that spent a lot of time in his office. That ex- <laughs> That's for another story. <laughs> that explains a lot, though, right, about John. Okay, so anyway, right. so we were. It was John's wedding. It was me, um, Stacy. Uh, you were there, but uh, I think it was the best man. It better be there, Joel Tier. So anyway, Joel Tier was the singer. I can't. I, not to cut you off, but I can't even believe. Crack actually found somebody to spend the rest of their life with him. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you think about that, uh, d- absolutely. Karen's awesome too, like roller roller derby stuff and all that other stuff. She's, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's go a ahead. lot of people that can't believe that. There's like we love Crack, but yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh my God, <laughs> he's got stories. He lived with them. Crack oh, and stories. Crack and still his, smell them. Never, never, f- never forget <laughs> help, helping him move in. He actually had a chest. Um. Full of porn, it took two of us to carry it to his room. Chest, yeah, yeah, chest. a chest, it, uh, v, uh, v, VCR, yeah, yeah, so VHS. Bob, it was Kane. heavy. Bob Kane from the Chick Magnus was a drummer. Um, we had uh, Chris Heels and me on guitar. Um, Jay played bass. Wait, did Jay play bass? I don't even remember. Uh, so, but Joe, Joe Altier sang it. Um, it came out fucking awesome. Like, Joe Altier just totally was Chris Goss that night. He freaking, he blew it out of the water. It was awesome. And we only played one show, that one show, and uh, it was pretty cool. She's saying it needs to happen again and get a different drummer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a, I, but I'm also not freaking talking to Chris Heels anymore either, so I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you fall over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. soon before you two split up? Uh, no, it happens every couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Are either one of you hitting the brand new Sin reunion? The two days? Yes. It's just the one day. I thought it was... Why, did they add a second day? I don't they know. were they going did. to. And no, it, oh, they didn't? They didn't no. know. I don't have tickets for it, but... I know someone who knows someone who says that I'm good. So <laughs> okay. I, I'm I'm going to try to be there. You, you know the but secret knock. That's that's awesome that those guys. You know, I'm psyched. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I don't think I was so good. I don't think I've been this psyched for a show in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's those be awesome. guys, another band that would have ruled the world if they could have kept it together and keep their. They were very successful. For huge, they made it further than a lot of bands. Absolutely, you know, did. And that's going to be amazing. Looking forward to it. Could be a great show, man. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. I gotta get them sons of bitches over here too. I was talking to Slider Tay about it, but uh, yeah, that's gonna be pretty epic. May the fourth, May the fourth be with you. It's gonna be a reunion of all sorts. It's just everybody kind of coming together and people we haven't seen in ten, fifteen years. I like those nights. Yeah, those are cool. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, right there. Yeah. Those guys. You can crash at my place if you if you want to. By the way, I'm thanks, man. Actually, I have, I, have room, so. okay. yeah, okay. I have a sober driver. Okay. Yeah, I have a sober driver. Well, I have a hot tub, so if you know. Well, we'll come out over <laughs> after the gig. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. <laughs> come over and hang out. Is that where you get your Instagram moniker from? <laughs> hot tub, tub love. love. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I was all it was all chick magnet stuff. I had a whole bunch of different. They would call me like uh, it would be Maurice Cocaine Love. <laughs> Maurice, chairman of the board, love Maurice, hot tub, love, and so my. His, your 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 
work email is like wild pony love or something, isn't it? Still, wild pony, <laughs> I'm yeah. amazed by no, that. Like, well, this is your working email. That's my Twitter. <laughs> my Twitter too is wild pony love. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, I, I'm in golf league, and I freaking, they're like, "What's your email?" On wild pony love. It's like, if I freaking email this. Am I going to be on some kind of like watch list? You should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Nice guys. Well, boys. Oh wait, before we do get out of here, you got some dates you want to plug? Professional victims. You got some upcoming shows. Professional or victims, April twelfth at the most, um, and also April twenty third at Funkin Waffles. I'll be playing with Mike Borgia. So uh, both those bands, Professional Victims and Mike Borgia, are all over iTunes and uh, the interweb. Friend us on social media if you're uh, if you're on there. Appreciate cool. it. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. man. It, I love hanging out with you. Me, me too, bro. Fun. We gotta you bring the wife in next time. Maybe you guys could play in here or something. And I'll never get to something. talk if I bring bring my wife. In. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to talk today with him here. Uh, it's my other wife. <laughs> uh, I don't have nothing except for just be on like. Check out Big Mo and the Stanks because I'm gonna make a video every someday. Sunday. It's gonna be some coming up soon. It's coming up soon. Every the weather's been Sunday. bad. There's been a lot of things going on, you know, that you don't understand about Big Mo. Yeah, well, Big Mo, we got a <laughs> quite we got a question out there. In order from most to least, from Maurice, how many X's? How many people is are you not talking to right now? <laughs> and how many nicknames do you have? <laughs> what do you have most to least of? Probably axes. That's probably I, the most axes. I definitely right have the most axes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, How many nicknames? Definitely, probably that's going to be. I would say that's probably uh, nicknames <laughs> is going to be the least because I'm probably only got like you know like ten. But like I'm not talking <laughs> to a shit ton of people because not everybody's very cool, you know. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I had to get off of Facebook. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. When you told me that today, you're like, "Not, nah, I'm on Facebook." I was kind of jealous. Yeah. I wish I could not be on Facebook. I was. It was the politics stuff, man. Was causing a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, you're you're an idiot," you know. So. A lot of a lot of stupidity stupidity going on out there. So you would have the most X's. That definitely. That's that's yeah. definitely number one. Yeah. Which is that's it's crazy because you have a lot of nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> How many how many nicknames is he coming in at? You think? I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna send send you the actual list. I can't think of them all right now. <laughs> but I'll, I'll send, yeah, maybe you can read it off next. You know, can you make time. a spreadsheet? Yeah, I'm gonna make a spreadsheet <laughs> because there's a lot of them. There's not that many. Yeah, there's. Uh, I can't think of some of them right now. But and then your minds will make another tab on that spreadsheet, and I'll make a few th- of them up too. Um, <laughs> it'll be funny. Make a tab on that spreadsheet, and the other tab would be on how many people he's not talking to. Right <laughs> now. There's a really. You know what? I don't. Uh, we just happen to be in the same circles of what we're talking about today. So it's like, it just seemed like a lot. There's only like four or five people that I'm not really talking to. They were just in my past. How many people do you talk to? Who are you talking about? <laughs> you hate everybody. <laughs> hey, kid, get off my lawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, this is why you should go out to the brand new Sin Show, the reunion, because you'll probably make amends with at least one of those people on your list. I, you know, and I've tried a couple of these. You know, a couple of these people, the, the people that I think I, you know I would try, and it was just like, man, it just doesn't work. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Yeah, it's, it's not even worth your energy. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? Dates or anything like that? Uh, Instagram yeah. handles? No. Yeah, the Instagram Big Mo and the Stanks. Um, you know, I'm gonna be doing some songs here pretty soon. Uh, 
And I actually did get a gig off of that, but I'm not going to take it. I don't have enough time. So, yeah, that's about it. That's all. Between that and fondue, that's and look for Dustin Dwyer band stuff. That's it. Dustin Dwyer getting back together, huh? Dustin Dwyer band did you stuff. Guys, were you guys on that K-Rock CD back in the day? Uh, Dustin was. Right. That was before I was on it. Yeah, they, oh, he did the Lemon you. song on there. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but um, I remember that. But uh, Kurt, you know Kurt Kempf? Yeah, great man. Love Kurt. Yeah, me you too. Ever, so he's he's a drummer for the band, and he's a great sound guy too. And he's an amazing drummer that nobody nobody realizes that he's so good. Mm-hmm. And he has a studio in um, I forget the name of the town, but it's uh, it's a sort of Chadwick's, but maybe it is Chadwick's. But anyways, he's got a. Is a and uh, love him. He's a phenomenal guy. Absolutely. And uh, <coughs> one of the reasons, and I always got along with Dustin. You know, he's a Waterville guy. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that's a, just a bunch of friends getting together. You know. Yeah. Cool. It's like trying on an old hat, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Nice man. Well, hey, that door's always open for you, brother. You want to come and hang out? Sean, not so much, but you definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Son Frampton. You know I'm kidding. No, you guys come down and hang hey, out look, anytime you want. You can't man. have Ashley Cox without me, okay? So <laughs> better be nice to me. I'll drive her down. <laughs> Maybe you should come in and play he, some songs. And he would, day. and that would probably be a better show. Yeah, right. And then he'll wear a towel after that, right? <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be wearing It's going to be an towel. awkward ride home, let's just say that. <laughs> uh, why did I bring that up? I don't know. Why would you? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we got deep today. We, there was a couple times we got yeah. deep to me. A little you know, too deep. I, a little, <laughs> little bit. A little bit. But that's only going to make you stronger in the end, your relationship. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys cracked me up, man. This has been a lot of fun, though. Please come back anytime, though. Let's hang out, chop it up. And if you got any ideas or anything you need to promote, too, please keep me in mind. We need the content. We want to promote shit. That's what we do. So, Well, thanks for having us, man. Love you guys. Thank man. you so much. That was a lot of fun. Before we get out of here, much love out to my friends at Night Volkswagen in Rome. They hooked me up with that brand new jet out there, man. They think it's like 40 miles to the gallon. Whoa. Wait, is it out back? It's out we, back we, of us over here. Did, did, we, did you hit that with the door? Yeah, it's we got to go. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand new uh, Jetta. It's absolutely awesome. I love what they, they did for me. They're my friends over at Nye Volkswagen in Rome. You mentioned Disruption Network, $250 off any vehicle purchase. Promo code Z. Gotcha. Check out their inventory, NyeVDubofRome.com. Also, EJA Moving Service. When you guys are ready to move and relocate, have my boy Eddie Alzheimer move you. That's what he does. He's like a logistics guy. He'll move you wherever you want to go. You want to move to Syracuse, he'll move you to Syracuse. You want to move to Guam, he'll move you to Guam. You want to move to Bologna, he'll move you to Bologna. He'll move you pretty much wherever you need to go. EJAMoving.com. Let Eddie do all the work for you instead of you doing all the work. It's pretty cool when he helps you move. You just point and be like, I want that there, I want that there. Pack that shit up, tape that up, put that on the box. And he does everything, man. He's a great man. Great man to work with. Tell him Z sent you, and he'll give you a little promo code there, too. We got you a little discount for EJA moving. He'll move gym equipment, office equipment, pretty much anything. So, Also, First Source Federal Credit Union and Disruption Network teaming up to disrupt hunger. Sunday, April 28th, the Veterans Outreach Center, 726 Washington Street in Utica. Maurice, did you ever hang out the old YMCA back in the day? I don't think so. No? No. You weren't one of those? No. No? No, not me. Well, now the YMCA has turned into the Veterans Outreach Center, and it's a place for vets who don't have jobs or they're homeless, they can stay there. There's a gym and there's showers and beds and 
food. There's a nice little cafe, and inside that cafe, we're going to put a little party together. Sunday, April 28th from noon to 4, we're going to have music. There's going to be food, raffles, and appearance by Utica Comets mascot, Audi. If you're interested in donating, we're going to have drop-off boxes all throughout Utica and at Nye Volkswagen in Rome. That's coming up really, really soon. We'll let you know on those. Pretty much all the First Source Federal Credit Union branches they're going to be out at and what we're looking for we're looking for donations of clothes non-perishable food items looking for toiletries hygiene products furniture pretty much basic any type of home used product so if you got like home used products kicking around the house that you want to get rid of bring it down sunday april 28th as we disrupt hunger with our friends from first source federal credit union want to remind everybody you can listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of ec radio and all the content we have here on the d at disruptionnetwork.net like us on facebook follow us on instagram twitter and pretty much all the social media platforms give us a five-star rating on apple podcast and google play stitcher spotify pretty much anywhere just search us you'll find us tomorrow i don't know which tomorrow what's today friday oh, tomorrow's tom- friday i'm not even here tomorrow what am i talking about i don't even know what tomorrow <laughs> i won't even be here we'll see you next week i want everybody to have a good weekend and uh, go out and support your live music that's what i'm asking you to do this weekend go out support live music and uh enjoy your weekend and tell your loved ones that you love them love you guys you uh, know what the hell you're listening to it's EC Radio. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. EC Radio. Only on the D. Disruption Network and First Source Federal Credit Union have teamed up to help support the Central New York Veterans Outreach Center Sunday, April 28th from noon to 4 p.m. Located at the Veterans Outreach Center, 726 Washington Street in Utica. There will be food, live entertainment, raffles, live podcasting from the D, and an appearance by Audi from the Utica Commons. We are looking for donations of clothes, non-perishable food items, furniture, toiletries, hygiene products, or a minimal cash donation of $5 at the door day of event. All ages are welcome. For more information on donation, drop-off locations, and entertainment lineup, please check out DisruptionNetwork.net. Disrupting Hunger, Sunday, April 28th, brought to you by First Source Federal Credit Union. Tax season is here, and First Source wants to help you be prepared. Our friends at Furley, Moran, Freer, and Isa have given us some great tax tips to share. Read the blog at fsource.org for helpful answers to your tax questions and feel better prepared before you file. First Source members can also receive a discount on TurboTax software. Be ready for tax season with help from your friends. File smarter, live smarter with First Source. Membership requirements apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, baseball fans, are you counting down the days to opening day? Well, Disruption Network has you covered. The Baseline, the D's own baseball podcast, is back with Season 2 and all new episodes all season long. Sunday nights, 7.30 p.m. on the D. Get your baseball fixed as JP and SPG run down the news and notes around Major League Baseball. Get fantasy tips, player rankings, team previews, interviews, and more. You can catch the baseline and all of Disruption Network's programming by checking out disruptionnetwork.net, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, and Stitcher. Keep it inside the baseline all season long, only on the D. Hey, it's Cassidy, and you're listening to Disruption Network. (laughs) So you just bought your dream home, and now it's time to move. Let's face it, nobody likes to move. All the packing, unpacking, lifting, upstairs, downstairs, and broken everything. 
including your back? Let the professionals at EJA Moving Company take all the stress and pain out of your move. Competitively priced moving. Relocation services, office moves, and complete packing and unpacking services. They work with everybody to make it simple and easy for you to move and relocate. Call EJA Moving Company at 315-335-0516. When it's time to relocate, have EJA Moving do all the work for you. Hit them up online, ejamoving.com. Hey, Disruption Network. This is Mike Sacco, the general manager at Nye Volkswagen of Rome. If you don't know me by name, it's only because you have not received the best deal. There's only one reason to leave Utica, and that's to come see me in Rome and get the best deal on your next new, pre-owned, or certified VW. Mention that you heard this ad from Disruption Network and receive $250 off your next vehicle purchase. You'll know why our customers say, I love my Nye VW. Come see us at 5865 Rome Taberg Road in Rome or visit us online at nivwofrome.com. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. The Disruption Network is making moves. For upcoming events, news, interviews, and new daily programming, keep in the loop with us at disruptionnetwork.net. Like, follow, and subscribe to all our social media. And check out all our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Get up on the D, disruptionnetwork.net.